0: Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to Six Figures Plus, powered only by Daydreams and Grit, I realized I was burning out, and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the back seat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up, and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me, and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Serechia, and this is The Field Guide to Awesome. Welcome back to The Field Guide to Awesome, folks. In my last episode, I spoke again with Willow Sana. Willow has been a self-employed creative for over 20 years. She's a sought after business coach who empowers visionary entrepreneurs with heart-centered action. And we talked about what you need to do before you can show up powerfully and compassionately for others. If you missed it, make sure to go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. My next guest is Lauren Hughes, serial entrepreneur, realtor, and investor, currently working on her fifth business, Hughes Capital. She started it last year, and she's planning to grow it to be over $10 million within the next five to seven years. Lauren and I are talking about radical self-acceptance and about what she thought was a weakness and how it became her superpower. Join me in welcoming Lauren Hughes. Mm -hmm. I want to go back really quickly to talk about when you talk about decisions and from my research, from working with high-level people, the rapidity of decisions, making fast decisions Mm -hmm. and failing fast. Now Mm -hmm. I use fail as a, no,
1: I like to fail fast because it's not, I don't see failure as a negative. Right. uh, My negative is when you quit and you quit without a real reason. And that's, that's the negative, but failure, you've just just learned one way
0: that it hasn't worked yet.
1: Exactly. And next time you're going to be faster.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's like, you're creating a field guide. It's like, well, that doesn't work. So let's try this new thing. When things don't work as you expect, it sounds as if that you were telling yourself a different story than what you would have told yourself earlier in your career.
1: Yes. I would have told myself a gentler story, I think at the beginning, and it's not, and I think it takes maybe more courage or maybe like In in order to have courage, you have to be afraid, I suppose. So when at the beginning, I think I tried to put stuff under the rug and not, oh, that's not important (laughs) Um, (laughs) versus now it's, yeah, you know what? I'm going to have bad thoughts or I'm going to have thoughts that aren't great. Or this little dumpster fire needs to be dealt with now. Let's not push it off for another week or, and something, and just accepting that that's just me Uh, versus trying to like, oh, that part doesn't exist. And yeah. the reality, oh, no, it does. <laughs> yeah. And it's just going to get bigger if you don't address it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And early on, it's, it's easy to avoid yes. and hide and bury things. As you develop as an entrepreneur, as a leader, you learn that you can't ignore those things because they do get worse. They do. They do get worse. And then as you get further on in your business, you realize that You know what? It's it, I don't have to be afraid of it. I can deal with it now. It may be unpleasant now, but it's going to be a lot worse later. So let me take care of it now. And it's okay. Yeah.
1: And I think that's the biggest thing is because before I was so I think so concerned. Because it comes back to the
0: story of let's hide that because I'm embarrassed about it. I'm scared about it. I'm not able to deal with it. And so the new story is it's okay. I can do something about it now. It's more empowered.
1: Yeah, the story
0: that you're telling yourself is more empowered.
1: Brilliant, I love that. It's more empowered, and I think that that goes a lot with self acceptance. And we don't have to be these perfect people because there that doesn't exist. Yeah, and and just because I'm not a great speller doesn't mean like cool. I use spell check, but It's not negative. I think it's not, we don't live in the leave it to beaver era anymore where people are perfect um, yeah. or consider we're just who we are and it's not negative or positive. It just, we just are who we are and we're perfect just the way that we are, which might be a little cliche, but I think it, it's very true. Um, it's very once, true. Once we accept it.
0: Perfection does not exist. Perfection keeps us in inaction and it ke- keeps us in anxiety and it keeps us in shame. When we let go of the need for perfection and we allow ourselves to just be who we are and, and knowing that as who we are is enough are what we had originally thought of as our weaknesses or our failures as human creatures are actually Mm -hmm. our superpowers because it allows us to think a little differently to solve problem solve a little differently and to feel enough because we are enough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Very important words right there. And it's, it's, we are enough and perfection doesn't exist. I know that we're about to run out of time, but I've actually, I had a complex with being perfect for a long time. And it so was so tell exhausting. us about that
0: story. Yeah, I have time. I- if you have time,
1: I do. And I actually put myself in the hospital twice because of it, because of um, anxiety. Because of trying so hard to be perfect, I then learned what a panic attack was.
0: (laughs) Um your whole
1: body goes numb and you think you're dying, but it's all it's it's all in your head. What a Um, fun discovery. It was fun and an expensive little endeavor, but I'm glad to know I wasn't dying. So that was the good part. But when your whole body goes numb, you don't know, you're just like, I can't feel my arms. And that actually happened to me. I think between 20 and 22, it was kind of too. Mm. And then I had to take a step back because it's, this is not, this is not productive. And I was, when I was in college and I was struggling to not fail my classes and it kind of goes back to the, I struggle on tests. And actually one of the panic attacks was in a calculus, calculus exam. And I just panicked. And so, and I think that's when I had to start to give up this whole perfection you think that you have to be perfect, or I did for a very long time. And But it was caused like putting yourself into the hospital. Most people don't do that. So I'm really good at failing fast (laughs) or having to address something. Or I like, I'm very intense maybe. (laughs) And so I'm going to bring something to the extreme, which is good to know about my personality. And, but it made me, I had to deal with it. This, with this, this is not like you, you don't want to keep doing this. And now I haven't had a panic attack. I don't think in. I don't know, 10 years or so, but I know the warning signs and that's when I, that's when you get your self-reflection and you can, but, and letting go of the perfection and if something is messed up, it's okay. We can fix it. And that took me a long time to understand if that makes sense.
0: It does. It does. I mean, perfection is, and it comes from our childhood. Or we can't show weakness. We have to be perfect to fit in. And it sounds that as you released that need for perfection, mm-hmm. you became healthier. Absolutely. You learned to reflect more. You grew as a human being and you started to see what were your weaknesses? What were your failures as superpowers? Yes. Your, your different way of thinking as a superpower. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. yeah. Which is it's, it is a superpower. Yeah. If I, I would not be where I'm at if I wasn't just the way that I am uh, with different, which it, it takes a long time to accept our uniqueness, which is legitimately our superpower.
0: Yeah, I want to give you some kudos on actually getting to the point where you were having panic attacks that you mm-hmm. ne- even needed to be hospitalized for and finding your way out. What was the yeah. um early on what was the the key? The key to that with, with just recognizing that you had panic attacks and stopping the or oh, uh, stopping the cycle. Yeah.
1: And I would say the cycle, it, it's that, it's almost that imposter syndrome, Yeah. I think. But when you don't deal with it, yeah. it gets to a point where you can't feel your body or I would. And so if I ever, and that's what happens when you skirt stuff under the rug, or that's what happens when I skirt stuff under mm-hmm. the rug. And so I noticed that I have a cycle. If I get, if I start to get anxious and it's all because I don't want to fail. Right. right. And so, or that's where my, my anxiety comes from is I want to produce well, or at the time I was like, I have to be perfect. I can't have any flaw. Oh my gosh. If I have lipstick on my teeth, it'll be the worst day of my life. When in reality, it doesn't matter. Probably no one noticed Even yeah. if they did, they're going to forget within two minutes because it's really not that important. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so with that cycle, I learned that if I started to get anxious, that that's why I take little like mini walks. If I I remove myself from a situation and then it's, and then it's fine, but it took me a long time to realize like all the triggers were coming from me not wanting to fail or me trying to be perfect, me trying to be fit in. And when I was not doing that, like failing my calculus exam. It was me or that concern of, oh my gosh, I'm not going to fit in. Someone's going to judge me. I'm going to look stupid. And so I think now it's, I, you deal with it head on. And if you fail, just take it again. It's okay. Try it as long as, and I changed just how my mindset thought of failure and failure is not a bad thing, but knowing if I start to get angry, that's usually the cause. And it goes back to when I was little, saying that I was not going to succeed. And so it's, I know the warning signs now. And it's just and why I don't think failure is like a negative. It's a learning experience, which is the mind's very powerful and understanding how to like just make small little tweaks. It has helped. And one of the biggest things that's helped is just listening to other people's stories uh, with the books on tape.
0: And knowing um, that you're not alone.
1: Yes. And that it's normal. Just no one ever talks about it. No one ever admits it, but we're all, we're all very similar in the, the, struggles that we, we go through and we, different people are struggling with different things at different times and at different degrees, but we aren't alone and we just don't talk about it very much because we have this perception of, we have to be perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. None of us are perfect people. Not even no. you. <laughs> Not me. So Lauren, thank you so much for being so candid, so vulnerable and sharing about your story. Of course. Um, what do you have coming up in the next 12 to 18 months that you're excited about?
1: Ooh, yeah, that's a great, that is a great question. So I, I am now working a hundred percent on, or full-time, I should say, which I define as 40 to 60 hours, which is kind of a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's mostly focused on real estate, expanding the my real estate portfolio and expanding the the amount of real estate I move in a given year in Denver and Boulder, Colorado.
0: Awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah. So that's my, that's the primary focus right now, which I'm really excited about. And it's, it's nice that well, I've loved it for a long time and I'm glad that we've reached this point and being able to expand at the rate we are, which is, uh, it's, it's nice. So what does that
0: expansion look like? Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. So the expansion from my investment portfolio, it, it took a, it took, I think, oh, darn near 10 years to get to a million dollar portfolio. And Mm -hmm. now I'm able to grow it at over a million dollars a year, but it it didn't start that way. And so now we're working on the next five years or so to get it up to 10 million, but it, it took a very long time to get the wheels, wheels turning. And we're right at the cusp of, I guess, scaling uh, Mm -hmm. would be the proper term. We're right at the cusp of working 12 years on this you know project it's now starting to really move so there's 12 years behind the scenes that no one saw and to get to the point that now it's like now it's just it 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 looks easy and so that's it's not but we're at the point where the the perception is it's easy, which is a good place to be because the struggle is. It was twelve years.
0: <laughs> twelve years. Of it. There's a saying that you have to work, repeat something ten thousand times to be an I, expert, and you've. It sounds like you've done that and over already in what you've done, what you're doing. And I think looking at when you are going through those 10,000 steps even if you're early on in your entrepreneurial journey imposter syndrome is going to come up if you are doing anything new like you're going mm-hmm. from where you are now a um, million dollar business to multi-million dollar business mm-hmm. right you're you're going to have to find new ways to do that and and that yeah. means that as entrepreneurs we're always, imposters because we're doing something that we're we're trying to do something that we haven't done yet. We're creating solutions that haven't been created before. And so we're always going into trying stepping into our next level self. Who we who our million dollar multi-million dollar self is Mm -hmm. is very different from who we are now. And but slowly and step by step we're embodying that person, and so until we're there, until we have it, then yes, we are a little bit of an imposter. And something that I've seen in most of the people that I've worked with is that they're always trying to grow and expand. Yes, and yeah,
1: always grow and expand. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head. is entrepreneurs, by definition, we kind of are imposters a little bit because we're trying something new. And so it's always, we, it is kind of, can be seen as an imposter and that's, we have to embrace that instead of letting us, it stop us, Yeah, which I think is, and that's the biggest key to my success or what I think the biggest key has been. And it's not that I have any innate ability or I'm not like this super person. It's that I don't quit. It's yes. that when we get knocked down, we get back up. And it's that part is, I mean, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy.
0: Bounce right, right up and and ha- yes. are happy okay. all the time. <laughs> there have been times that I've fallen and you just sit there, cry for a second. and You climb back up and sing like, up, oh, but I don't want to, but I gotta, and then you're up and then you're off and running again.
1: Absolutely. Yes. And it's, it's all about getting up and doing it again the next day. And yeah. that's what makes that imposter just like say what you want. Let's address it. And we'll be better today than yeah. you were yesterday. And it's, it's simple. It's not easy.
0: It's simple. It's not easy. And if you can be 1% better than you were yesterday, if you could do just one little bit that a little bit better than you did yes. yesterday, and you did that every day for a year, you're 365% better than Absolutely. you were a year ago. Yes. So, and I love
1: that you said that because that is actually my goal is to be 1% better. There's a book, uh, Atomic Habits. Yes. I love that book. Yes. And it's, and that, that has been a game changer because it's 1%. It's not that hard. 1% changes. And I love that. That's brilliant. And it's, it's baby steps and we don't see the progress from day to day, but from one year, Oh, that's, that's huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's the ice cube principle is also something that I'm fascinated with because when we do like 1% better, we don't always see the improvement Mm -hmm. right away with the ice cube. Say, if you start at a hundred degrees below freezing, Mm -hmm. right. And each day you increase the temperature by one degree Mm
1: -hmm. each
0: day, another degree, but you're not seeing that ice cube melt yet. Right. You're not seeing that ice cube melt yet. And it can be frustrating. It's like, but I'm increasing the temperature. Why isn't the ice cube melting? You're 100 degrees below zero. So mm-hmm. each time you increase, you increase, you increase. And then once you get to two degrees below zero, below freezing, the next couple of degrees you increase, it's become a habit. It's become easier mm-hmm. to do because you've kept up with that. Then then once you go up above freezing, that ice cube is going to melt fast. And that is what overnight success looks like.
1: I love that. That I love
0: that analogy. Yeah.
1: Cause it's spot on.
0: Yeah. Lauren. Oh goodness. Thank you so much for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Where can people learn more about you?
1: Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for for having me. And I love having honest conversations and it's one of my favorite things to do. So I'm on all the social media, just joined TikTok. And so I'm so proud of myself. It's Lauren Hughes, investor, realtor and investor on any of the social media platforms.
0: And I'll include the links in the show notes. Perfect. Lauren, thank you again.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Next week, I'll be talking with Connie Scavella. Connie is a speaker, author, and business and strategic advisor for CEOs and entrepreneurs seeking a quantum leap in their lives and business simultaneously. An entrepreneur for 17 years with degrees in theology and physics, she has worked with new startups, Fortune 500s and Inc. 500 companies in healthcare, real estate, education, sports, finance, oil, and gas, retail, ministry, hospitality, entertainment. And Connie and I will be talking about becoming the difference maker, reverse engineering her success, and niching profitably. It's going to be a fantastic episode, folks. So tune in next week. You won't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me is to please rate, review and follow this podcast. When you do you help me reach other heart centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs just like you. By the way, If you are a driven entrepreneur at the top of your game, yet find your consistent successes aren't feeling like you thought they would, I also have a special invitation to share with you. Especially if you are ready to go deep and stop the self-doubt, self-sabotage, overwork, overwhelm, exhaustion cycle, that is holding you back from experiencing success that truly feels like success. I invite you to book a call with me. We'll have an intimate conversation about you and your business, and we'll talk about what's holding you back from regulating your nervous system, priming yourself for flow, and elevating your emotional intelligence so that your journey of success feels fulfilling and deeply satisfying. If you still need more help at the end of our call, and it makes sense to both of us, we'll talk about what it would look like to work together. If this sounds good to you, click the Book Trina link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for next week. And remember, be awesome.